Yeah, we might have to go somewhere else with Danielle hacking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad she has pneumonia and I just can't, I keep hearing her cough. You doing okay out there, babe? Yeah. <laughs> she's mad. <laughs> yes. As we're sitting at the table drinking two beers and she's out there not yeah. feeling the best. Right. The best coaches create breakthrough moments and experiences for their clients. But what makes a coach, a consultant, or a speaker qualified to do what they do? And if you're a leader or a manager, how can you prepare yourself to be a better coach for your team? That's the topic for this edition of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Welcome to the 2120 Podcast. I'm Matt. And I am Jim. And we are sitting on location at my house, and we've always kind of thrown around the idea of having a beer. Yeah. And we're having a beer today, we so I'm enjoying a uh, Stone uh, Tangerine Express IPA that is fantastic. They are very, very good. Very good. So I'm going to dump this one on you, and I kind of threw it on you through a text message um, earlier in the week, but what gives you permission to be in the space that you're in? Hmm. Um, you know, I, I have a full-time job. I work for a company that I, I love, and you are doing your own thing. But what gives you permission to be the coach for someone? Mm-hmm. What gives you the um, the thought that people would recruit me and want me to come talk? Where, like where where does it all come from? It's a great question, and <clears throat> it's important to me. So the so what I'm going to tell you is um, embracing this idea you have to become comfortable with being unqualified. Okay. So I'm not saying I'm unqualified to be a coach. What I'm telling you is quite the opposite is through experiences over the last, Oh my gosh, I was going to say the last 10 years, but it's further than that, Matt. It's, it's, I've always had sort of a coaching mindset. I just didn't know it. So even when I had a uh, a print shop. When a customer would come in, I didn't want to do a transactional kind of sell with them. So I listened to them. I asked them what they were trying to achieve. And I also had some background in that area. So I began to kind of coach them through that. I just never realized that. So so to come back to answer how I would answer your question is, is I do have experience in doing that. So when I was in um, my last job, which was a little bit more of the corporate experience, I began to do it and I had a history of doing it and I began to, um, uh, step into it. I think that's a really important thing for me to say it that way is, is I stepped out of a comfort zone. I stepped into what, what I was called to be, uh, and really chose to embrace it. And so my quick answer to you from my perspective for me is that what gives me permission is that I've done it. And I could give you examples of helping somebody get through something, helping a company define, you know, sort, you know, core values. I mean, that's a huge thing of what I do. So I don't know if that's where you were going, but that's, 
how I would respond to that. No, I, I mean, think if this was an interview and you asked me that, I would say it better, I hope. But Oh, no, I think, I think you nailed it. And, um, you know, I'm not in this space, not even close to it. Um, you know, I get to talk to my crew, but now, you know, I'm getting asked to speak to other people's businesses and, and, and crews. And I'm looking at going like, what do I really deserve to be in that, in that, in that space? Now I bring a lot of experience, you know, 20 years in retail. Like I, if you want to talk retail, I can tell you the rights and the wrongs and how we win and how we lose. And so I, I do have that knowledge. I just have to, I guess, me personally fully embrace the fact that I I do deserve to be in this role. So then I start you know researching other people that yeah. pop up on feeds and I'm like okay right. who like who is this who is that what are they up to? And I was online looking up someone's website and it was a cool website but nothing worked. Like you go to click on about tell me about me and what I bring to the table and like this link is missing and so like I'm looking at outside you know, you're out there creating content, but then when somebody goes back to your website to see what you're really all about, nothing works. Like, I'm not going to buy into that. Um, you know, so I think just because you like to talk and, you know, you think people want to listen to you, like, how do you like, how do you get in that space? You know, you just one day go, I'm going to be a coach, you know, and like, I, here's what I'm going to do. And, uh, how do you be successful? How do you, you know, stand out? I guess that's great. The crazy part. Well, all great questions. And I think one thing that I'm seeing of being in this space and, and being in my fourth year of being into this space or coming into the fourth year, uh, is it's sexy. <laughs> it's sexy and cool and trendy to be a coach right now. And there are sure. a lot of people stepping into that area. Uh, I have personally experienced <clears throat> trying to open a door with a, you know, somebody who had some interest in it, or I was, you know, referred to them, and I come to find out that there was a coach that tried to open that door, but not by gently knocking on it and asking for permission, but trying to kick the door in. Sure. And that left a lasting impression on that potential client for me because they had such a bad experience with somebody telling them how they were doing everything wrong and how that person could come in and fix it. They didn't want to talk to me. And at that point, I realized, you know, that's not a great client probably for me anyway. But but I've noticed that and I've felt that, um, you know, the one thing I'm just going to tell you real quick and, and I have to laugh about this because somebody might go and check my website right now and it's just a single page. And sure. it says coming in the spring of 2019, it's November right yeah. now. So you're behind. But here's I am behind on that. And here's part of it, um, it is my website isn't a lead generator for me. My lead generator comes from personal referrals from satisfied people that have been clients, uh, they're telling other people. And it's also of the content that I'm putting out into the world, primarily, uh, in LinkedIn. So that's, and and that's not an excuse for not doing the website. Sure. However, um, uh, that has been the great generator for me. Yeah. But I know I'm pretty close to you and I can give you some solid, you know, feedback. You got, you got to fix the, your website. I do. You know, because yeah, you're out there hustling and you're talking to people and people are dropping your name saying you need to get this guy. Yeah. But then when they go back to the website to check you out and the, the link's it's a, broken. It's a ding in, a, in it the is. Um, validation. Absolutely. Right? So fix it. And then it's it's a non-issue and we're not even having this conversation. But, you know, the there's so many people in this spot and the names that get dropped in the, the, the feed on Instagram and as you're rolling through that everybody is coaching now and everybody's doing this. And at the end of the day, 
like, who do you pick? Right. You know, who, who do you, if you're, if you're a company or a business that's struggling right now, it has to be the word of the mo- word of mouth of, you know, we need to talk to this guy because I heard he's really, really good. So we need to get him in here. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, I, f- I kind of feel that a lot of these organizations have those people on staff that are really, really good that can, can do the job. They're just, they think they need to go outside to find, to find someone else. I mean, you that have, true. you have great people that work on your teams that could lead these conversations, but we kind of think we need to bring this expert in to fix us when we have our team that could possibly be there to, to help fix us. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not trying to say people don't need coaches like you cause they do. Cause there, there are teams that just don't have that and mm-hmm. they need someone to come in and, and, and to fix that. But you know, it's, it's sad when organizations, when communities have to go outside to bring someone in to fix or help with something. When you have people in your community that are very well trained to do this. You've heard the saying, and I know I've said it to you, and I'm hoping our listeners have heard it too, but it's, you're an expert when you're 30 miles from home or 30 minutes from home, you know, and it's real. Like I found that before. Um, when, when I was working for, uh, an organization, we brought in some outside, um, consultants, uh, because we were paying them a hefty amount of money, boy, did we sit and listen to them. Yeah. But here's the thing. If we'd have just done it ourselves and, and actually if we did just had the discipline to carve out the time to do it ourselves, they didn't teach us anything that we didn't know already. Yeah. They were a good consultant. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't fantastic. And, um, and the reason I say it that way is, is we looked around at each other thinking, why aren't we doing this ourselves? And so we started to do that more, but we kind of had to go through that process of, 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 you know, just that experience, I think. Yeah. I think that outside coach can, can be a driving force. Yeah. And like you made a comment, you know, this organization already knew you just had to have somebody bring it to light. And I, I, I just, I, I laugh when I think of like the customer experience and you know, how in a couple of weeks I'm going to go to a, an organization and talk in front of their entire staff about the customer experience. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done, I guarantee you people are going to go, Oh my gosh, that was good. Like we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. And I just laugh because it's stuff that they already know. They just kind of just forget about it. They allow the, the business side of things, the ordering side, the, this side, that, that side, that, that thing that they already know is already buried so deep in the level of responsibilities that they just kind of forget about it. So, so many things right now are running through my head. Now, the first thing is, is you are excellent at that topic. Sure. Okay. And you know, you, you've I gotten the feedback, yep. you get excited yep. and you bring an energy to it. Um, you also position it in a way that makes people think differently about it. So from like what I'm saying back to you in this case is there are times when it's that outside perspective and it is that expertise that does come in from the outside that can really uh, point out some things very quickly. Sure. Okay. Uh, and, and it might be things that they do know or could figure out on their own, but you have to remember, you didn't just learn this stuff overnight. This is two decades plus now for oh, you easily. of learning it. And it, it, the analogy I always think of again is, is uh, the repairman that, that can charge $10,000 to fix the big press machine, but it takes him five minutes. It wasn't, just what he had learned in that five minutes. It was a collection of 30 years of experience of fixing these things, why he can command that kind of, that kind of money. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind on that, Matt is most organizations are working in their business and they're not working on it. Sure. Most businesses don't focus on some of the bigger picture stuff because they're caught in the daily stuff. It's urgent matters. It's 
putting out fires. It's all those things. So, you know, I, I talk, call that busyness, like all the bloated ways that we're in this meeting, we go to that meeting, we're getting CC'd on emails and it's digging through that stuff. And suddenly that tends to expand and you don't have time to focus on it. So somebody comes up with an idea, we need to bring in somebody to, and what happens actually when you create like that opportunity to bring a coach or a consultant in is so much of it is just pausing and creating that thing that's on the schedule. We are going to have this day or these two days and we're going to focus on this and nothing else and creating that, um, that focus to be able to do, do just that. Sure. I think that's, a, I think it's a good point. You know, I'm just thinking about the coaching side of things. And sometimes it's just that you're at a point where you need someone to convey your vision with a different voice mm-hmm. and they can do that. You know, you know, the times that I've been asked to come in and, and speak, you know, that one question I ask is like, like, what's your culture about? Like, how can I learn about you so I can not step on your toes when I'm trying to convey a, convey a message and it ties back to what you're all about? You know, where are you struggling? So I can tie those ways of overcoming those things. So when they they leave, they go, man, I've heard that. It sounds so familiar. How, like, why is this so familiar? Yeah. It's like, well, you, your boss or your, your coworkers have been preaching this. It just now said by somebody else that gave you a different perspective and you go, oh, now I get it. You know, and it's, it's funny when I've had, you know, other people in my, in, in my position in other stores say, man, I've been trying to get them to buy into this message and you came in and literally in, in 10 minutes, they're excited about this. <laughs> and I just laugh because it's, it's their message. It's just told in a different way or had, had a different story that they bought into. Um, so I think there's tons of value in finding a coach, finding someone that's out there that can come into your, your organization and convey your message and not steer it in a different direction. Cause you don't want this coach to come in and go, well, it's great what your boss has been saying, but I'm going to tell you something totally different that, that, that we need to go in this direction instead. And then it just completely kills everything that you're trying to, to work on. So there has to be, I think, I believe commu- good, great communication prior to that meeting. So the coach is on the same page and you're on the same page. So when it's all said and done, you're moving and taking steps together because if it's not, and that, that coach has a different agenda or a different way of taking something somewhere, you may look back and go, oh, God, this is not good right now. We're completely off the rails, and yep. it's it's bad. And that right there, you just stated the case. You just laid it out really well about how what gives you permission to be able to do that, what, what makes you qualified to be able to do that. Because uh, inexperienced coaches, inexperienced consultants are going to come in, or maybe just ones that aren't very good at what they do. And they want to come in with all the answers. I've never wanted to do that. I, there's no possible way as a coach or a consultant, I can have all the answers. You have to ask further questions and the best coaches, their job isn't to tell you how to do it. Because Matt, if I said to you, and we were talking about something and and you wanted to improve your time management. Okay. And if I said, Matt, here's what you should do. And here's what you need to do. And I tell you what you need to do. Guess what? I'm owning it for you. And if it's successful, I haven't taught you how to figure it out on your own. And if it fails, you have a built-in excuse to say, well, Mayhew, you gave me that idea. It wasn't very good and it didn't work. Yeah, you screwed up. <laughs> exactly. So as a, you know, when you're working with outside um, as a consultant or coach and you're helping a business figure some stuff out, you have to help them see it and, and, and pull it out from them. It has to be their idea because then they have ownership in it. Now, there are some exceptions to that, and that's how I kind of draw a line between what the difference is between coaching and consulting is. A coach is always going to pull that out. 
help you figure it out. But there are times when uh, an organization is going to hire the expert to come in and show them exactly what we need to do. But if there isn't the coaching component helping them along through that, I think that's a huge miss. And that's one of the things that I really try to focus on. Yeah, no, I think it's you, you have to ask for permission. I think that's a, that's a perfect way to just think about this because like I, we started with this, there's so many people in this space that <clears throat> just, you know, they're confident. They believe they deserve to be in that space. But are they, are you, are you really being humble from the standpoint of, I like to talk and people like to listen, you know, and if you want me to come in, I'd, I'd be more than happy to do this for you and, 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 and own that role rather than, well, I'm the coach. So people should be calling me because I'm the coach mm-hmm. and I have all the answers and I'm going to come in and completely blow up what you're going to be doing. And you're going to be so successful when I'm done with you at the end of the day, it may not happen that way. And when you look at some of these pages and, uh, and I'm not, you know, not taking away from any of these people, but there's a lot of confidence on those pages. There's a lot of people that, you know, I've, I've watched videos and seen people in person and how they're on the video is this high level of energy and like they're, 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 they're commanding the room and they're this and that. But when they're out in public, like it's, it's somebody that's totally different, Yeah, you know, and yeah. it needs to be consistent and not to pimp you out a little bit, but I've known you for a while and it's, it's consistent with you. Mm-hmm. You're the same person on the street as you are leading, leading a, a, a meeting and, I think that's tons of value because you don't want to get, get that fake person that you're going to spend $10,000 to exactly. come in and be the hype guy. And he's jumping around on tables and you look at each other going like, what is going on right now? We just paid $10,000 to watch a guy jump around on a bunch of tables and it was fun to watch, but he, like, did he motivate us? Did he give us any real tools to be successful? Like what, what's that return on our investment down right. the road? We just basically just watched a, a TV show happen in front of us, you know, and I, I see it, and so that's why I, I, just, I really started to question, how do you own that space? How do you separate yourself from somebody else? And I think you nailed it. It's, it's a word of mouth. Like you got to get more people talking about you and what you just did for them and be real with them. And I, I love the point of you have to ask for permission. You know, I would love to come in. Do you want me to be there? And let the organization decide. Right. But, I mean, that's... It's it's crazy because there are so many people in this space right now. I mean, you just type in coaching online and everything pops up, and you just like I don't know where to go. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a um, it's a sexy thing to be able to say that. Ooh, I, I'm a coach, and uh, more and more people, regardless of industry, are are starting to do it. And I think it's a positive thing because it is at least creating greater awareness, right? And um, when I think about great coaches, <clears throat> excuse me, when I think about great coaches, it's the coaches that, that will get in your shorts at times, you know, <laughs> maybe that's not the right analogy to use, but th- there's somebody that can really motivate you. Not only are they giving you the strategy and the tips and the tactics, they are motivating you, or maybe the better way is, is they're inspiring you, you know, like I can get motive or I can be motivated by external things, but inspired usually comes from within. So you might inspire me at times to be a better person because uh, of things that you challenge me with. I love the idea, whether it's at your place of work or um, wherever it is, I kind of shy away from the term manager and Mm -hmm. management, uh, directors, all those things. Like I, I really strive to put a culture of coaching in with the clients that I work with because of all the things that we've just been talking about. Sure. I'm not going to just delegate a task 
although that's important at times, I get that. But what if I can delegate that task in addition to giving me some ownership over it? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody truly wants to be coached. I think that people know they have issues and they have struggles, but you know the way that you coach, because I've seen it firsthand, you're not sitting down being that coach. You're having conversations in a way that's just natural and easy, and it leads it leads to where you need to need it to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a playbook that you pull out and go, okay, if we do this play and then we do this and we do that, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get to here. Right. You just you have conversations with the person and. Um, you know, it's it's the same way, place in my business where I, I I love being that rah-rah guy for my crew, but if I sit down and just have a conversation with you and we get to that same point together, am I coaching? Sure, I mm-hmm. am, but it, it's happening it's happening so naturally and so easily that they don't feel like they're being coached and mm-hmm. they, they leave going, okay, I get this. Let's, I'm going to go do it now. And it's like, holy crap, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I, didn't, yes. I didn't go into it with the... Uh, I need to coach you right now. I went into it with with the, the I see something's going on. What's what's happening? How do we fix it? And between the two of us, we just have a natural conversation. And you leave going, we can we can make this work. And you were you were a coach, um, so I think that's one of the biggest things that separates you from a lot of everything else. Is the coach goes in with this game plan of, I have to fix this. I'm going to be this guy, and you go into it with, I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to ask you some questions. I want to see where we're where we where we need to go. And I'm going to help you get there, and they buy into you faster. And it's not, it's not the I'm getting coached right now by Jim. It's Jim's taking an active role in me and my success. So, like, I'm going to get better because of it. And and Matt, you do that as well. And that's you just like that was the you nailed it. That was a great descriptor uh, of it. And and I think if you're listening to this and you are considering a coach or a consultant or whatever it is, you have to learn to ask the right questions. And so a lot of what we've talked about should initiate some of those converse or those questions. Well, I'm going to finish my beer and we'll call it a day. All right. See you next week. See you next week. We'd like to thank you for being part of the 2120 podcast. If you have ideas, comments, or questions for either myself or Matt, we'd love to hear from you. The best way to do that is to send an email to 2120podcast at gmail.com. That's the words 21 spelled out, followed by the numbers 20podcast at gmail.com. We'll include a link in the notes section with that email address. And once again, we'd like to thank you for being part of the 2120 podcast.